transmitting live from the top of the Empire State Building on WBAI 99.5 FM, Pacifica Radio, New York. This is Trump Watch, a weekly series investigating the actions of and reactions to President Donald J. Trump and his administration. I'm your host, Jesse Lent. Conrad Tokyo, Sparrow, Pistachio, just unnatural. The dog is off sabbatical. Rather watch an attention. Politician, politician, CNN, and all As your president, I will do everything in my power to protect our LGBTQ citizens from the violence and oppression of a hateful foreign ideology. Believe me. And I have to say, as a Republican, it is so nice to hear you cheering for what I just said. Thank you. President Donald Trump promising LGBTQ citizens protection from foreign enemies at the 2016 Republican National Convention. Though apparently if members of the LGBTQ community would like to help their government fight these foreign enemies, their presence is not welcome. Hello and welcome to Trump Watch. Tonight on the show, we'll be discussing the transgender troop ban the president submitted to the Pentagon back on Friday, what's in it and what's being done to stop it, with Bobby Hodgson, a staff attorney at the New York chapter of the ACLU. On Friday, as Hurricane Harvey pummeled the Gulf Coast, President Trump went into his own maelstrom of activity, pardoning Joe Arpaio, an 85-year-old former Arizona sheriff whose unabashed racial profiling of undocumented immigrants made him a lightning rod in the debate over immigration. Arpaio had reportedly received a six-month sentence for criminal contempt from a federal court in Phoenix. And on Friday... The president also issued orders to the Pentagon, banning transgender people from enlisting in the U.S. Armed Forces and instructing Secretary of Defense James Mattis to work with the Secretary of Homeland Security, currently acting Secretary Elaine Duke, to determine, quote, what steps are appropriate and consistent with military effectiveness and lethality, budgetary constraints and applicable law, unquote, for the estimated 12,800 LGBT soldiers currently serving in the armed forces and to, quote, halt all use of Department of Defense or Department of Homeland Security resources to fund sex reassignment surgical procedures for military personnel, unquote. President Trump first threatened the ban on trans soldiers serving in the military in a tweet back on July 26th. Military officials in response issued statements that a tweet was not an official policy change and there would be no difference in Pentagon policy until there was a policy change. However, now there is a policy attached to that tweet. So what's being done to stop it? The same day Trump gave the order, the American Civil Liberties Union announced a joint lawsuit between the National and Maryland chapters of the organization, suing the Trump administration on the grounds that the ban was unconstitutional. According to Rolling Stone, the plaintiffs are six transgender service members who reached out to the ACLU after last month's tweets from the president. My guest, Bobby Hodgson, a staff attorney at the New York chapter of the ACLU, helped explain the action being taken to prevent the ban and what the chances of blocking it actually are. We spoke earlier today. Joining me now to discuss the legal challenge being mounted by the American Civil Liberties Union to stop President Trump's ban on transgender troops 
is Bobby Hodgson, a staff attorney at the New York chapter of the ACLU who has a long history of defending LGBTQ rights, particularly those of LGBTQ youth. Hello, Bobby. Welcome to Trump Watch. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. If the transgender ban in the military is put into effect in the manner the president instructed his generals to enact it on Friday, what would it mean for both enlisted members of the military right now and potential new recruits who are trans? Certainly. So the the transgender military ban that President Trump formalized on August 25th basically has three major components to it. First of all, it extends a ban on enlisting new transgender service members uh, indefinitely beyond January 1st, 2018, which was a date set by Secretary of Defense James Mattis regarding the current policy. In addition, it instructs Secretary Mattis to return to a policy that removed all known transgender service members from the military. And it instructs Defense Secretary Mattis to do that as of March 23rd, 2018. So that's for currently serving service members uh, who, of course, had been encouraged to come out and had been ensured that coming out or being openly transgender in in the military would not be a problem for them under a previous directive that was issued under the Obama administration. The third thing that the transgender military ban will do is it it directs Defense Secretary Mattis to cease all funding for medically necessary transition-related care, including surgical procedures, as of March 23, 2018 as well. So those are the three major components of the ban that was announced on Friday. In the official statement from your organization on Friday uh, announcing the joint lawsuit between the ACLU of Maryland and the national chapter, staff attorney Chase Strangio said the legal argument is, quote, that the ban violates the constitutional guarantees of equal protection and substantive due process by singling out transgender individuals for unequal and discriminatory treatment. Can you break down for our listeners exactly what that means? Absolutely. So the lawsuit, so the lawsuit alleges and argues that the transgender military ban violates, first of all, equal protection, which is a guarantee of the United States Constitution. And what that means is that the ban discriminates on the basis of sex and transgender status. This discrimination is based on, you know, uninformed sort of speculation, myths, stereotypes, moral disapproval of transgender people, and obviously uh, a desire to harm this already vulnerable group. Uh, And that's not something that the United States Constitution allows. So the type of treatment that they are subject to under this ban is discriminatory without any justification. And that's exactly what equal protection ensures people in America will not be subject to. On the the second claim uh, of violating substantive due process, um, the idea is that transgender service members are being forced out of the military or being subject to a process that excludes them from being allowed to enlist without any of the protections guaranteed by the Constitution. Again, the ban is based on uninformed speculation. The ban goes against all of the evidence presented by the Department of Defense itself in a 2016 report that explored this very issue that found that there was no basis for the military to exclude transgender individuals from openly serving their country, and instead takes away any opportunity for them to show their fitness to serve. So those are the two legal claims that are that are part of the lawsuit. The Trump administration has made arguments that transgender soldiers hurt unit cohesion and that their medical care is too high a cost to bear, as, as you mentioned, uh, that being part of this new order on Friday. 
but neither contention has been supported by the facts. Uh, for a more in-depth breakdown of this point, listeners can go back to our August 2nd episode of Trump Watch, where we go in-depth about these studies. Uh, so if it's not a question in reality of money or effectiveness, what do you believe is the Trump administration's real motivation behind the ban? I think it's I think it's very clear, particularly considering the way in which the ban was originally announced, of course, in a series of tweets on July twenty sixth, in which the president, you know, surprised all of his generals and declared that people who are transgender would not be allowed to serve in the military in any capacity. In those tweets, which again were unsupported by any analysis or uh, or any indication that he had consulted with any experts. You know, at the time he cited, quote unquote, medical costs and, quote unquote, you know, unspecified disruptions. <laughs> These are two specific things, two specific issues uh, that were uh, investigated by, again, a Department of Defense report conducted o- over several years and concluded in 2016 that there was absolutely no basis for the military to exclude transgender individuals. Um, it considered the, the question that met or the notion that medical costs or military readiness or other factors might be a reason to discriminate against transgender service members, included decisively that they were not. Um, the, the medical costs that would be associated with having, uh, with covering uh, transition-related care and with having uh, transgender service members serve openly uh, was determined to be negligible. There was found to be, uh, again, a negligible effect on military readiness. And in contrast, Dozens of, uh, of generals and military officials have made very clear statements that the transgender military ban does the opposite of what it says it's going to do. It will hurt military readiness, it will hurt unit cohesion, and it will be tremendously costly to the nation and, and to the military. In the order that Trump made on Friday, was there a provision, would it be possible for Secretary of Defense Mattis to come back and say, I've spoken to the other generals, we've looked at this report, and this is not a rational policy at this time? Or is it, is he, is he, um, does the language force him to come up with a policy and he's just simply the one working out the details? Yeah, the, the, the language is very clear. Uh, it does not give uh, Defense Secretary Mattis discretion to, to reject um, the directive's main orders. Uh, it instructs him to um, find a way to implement them. And so, uh, you know, again, I think there is a, a fig leaf presented in the, in the sort of timing here uh, where, you know, certainly Defense Secretary Mattis has recently announced that there will be another study conducted over the next several months. Um, I think that that provides perhaps some political cover for them to argue that this is a reasoned decision when it is demonstrably not. Um, and uh, the order itself, the directive, the memorandum does not give Defense Secretary Mattis the discretion to reject um, Trump's call to to ban transgender uh, military service. What was behind the decision to make the lawsuit based in Maryland? Well, you know, I, I can't speak to the specifics of, of, of why exactly the lawsuit was brought in Maryland. Um, I can say that um, the six individual plaintiffs who were named, um, I, you should certainly go to the ACLU's website, um, read the specifics of their stories. And I think that'll uh, certainly indicate uh, the specifics of, of why this lawsuit was brought in general. Um, but obviously, this is uh, an order that affects everyone nationwide, um, that will have implications nationwide. Uh, and certainly, any transgender person um, serving in the military uh, around the United States and around the world, um, 
their rights will be vindicated by a victory in this lawsuit. And the lawsuit uh, brought in Maryland is on behalf of six transgender individuals who currently serve in the military. Since the order issued Friday by President Trump only bans transgender soldiers from entering the military currently and gives Secretary of Defense James Mattis six months to come up with a plan, as we mentioned, um, but he has not yet delivered that plan. Is there any worry that the defendants involved in this lawsuit don't currently have a standing to sue until Mattis issues his plan? No, no. I mean, it's very clear that the harms are immediate and the harms are real. Um, I think that what this has done is very clearly extended a ban on uh, newly enlisted service members. Uh, It's already put people's uh, health and lives at risk um, by uh, calling into question whether or not medically necessary surgical procedures will be covered and available. Um, It has um, placed people uh, in the immediate fear of losing their jobs. Um, and it has it has created, you know, the concrete harms that are necessary to uh, ensure that standing exists for a lawsuit. Earlier this month, the National Center for Lesbian Rights, uh, NCLR, and uh, the GLBTQ Legal Advocates and Defenders, uh, GLAD, announced a similar lawsuit uh, prompted actually by Trump's tweets uh, announcing the plans back on July 26th. Does the ACLU support these other lawsuits? I mean, obviously, the the, the legal argument that this transgender military ban uh, is flagrantly uh, and harmfully unconstitutional um, is, is a clear one that we all agree on. Um, of course, uh, and any success uh, in halting uh, the implementation of this ban uh, and in having it declared unconstitutional. Uh, and um, and increasing the public's awareness of all the ways in which this is just a, a, a truly uh, egregiously harmful, mean-spirited, uh, politically calculated uh, move by the Trump administration. Um, th- those are all things that everyone agrees on, certainly. If you could uh, give our listeners a, a sense of the difficulty here for what the ACLU is trying to do, how difficult is it to block an order from the commander-in-chief relating to the military and the courts, uh, do you think that you can successfully strike down Trump's trans ban on the military? Oh, well, I, I think that's a, you know, it's a very broad question. Obviously, the president has broad powers as they relate to the military, but no one from the president on down has the right uh, to violate the Constitution. Uh, or to uh, to violate the constitutional rights uh, of people uh, here in America. Um, so, uh, getting the court to to uh, to analyze this issue uh, and to see the blatant unconstitutionality of the transgender military ban, um, you know, certainly there's a lot involved in any lawsuit, um, but it's something that the ACLU is is well positioned to do, uh, having worked, for example, on uh, several legal challenges to uh, President Trump's uh, Muslim ban. Uh, in the context of, of travel and immigration, um, that that is a case where you can clearly see uh, a, a lawsuit was brought um, and uh, and a halt was made to to many of the the egregious policies that were uh, that were part of that ban. So, uh, in a similar way, uh, while um, everyone acknowledges that presidents do hold power over the military and have a lot of discretion uh, to lead it, uh, no one has the power to violate the Constitution in this way. Um, so, it, it's just a matter of of uh, presenting those arguments to the court. Uh, and, and also presenting, uh, you know, a clear explanation um, of all the harms that flow from this. 
um, really, really egregious move. Not that you would ever find yourself in this position, but if you were arguing for the government in this case, um, as we already mentioned, their own Defense Department study has found that there is no prohibitive cost or uh, issue of unit cohesion. What argument could you make other than the supreme power of the commander in chief? I mean, I, I think, as you identified, I don't think they have a leg to stand on here legally. Um, this is uh, this is such a clear violation of equal protection and due process. This is such a clear instance of invidious, um, you know, discrimination uh, that's based on an animus towards a particularly vulnerable population. Um, I think that uh, any argument that this is not a form of discrimination um, is, is a losing one, uh, and I, I obviously don't envy. Uh, anyone who who has to make that argument, um, I think it's just so blatantly wrong. Where do you think this is all heading? Do you believe the military could return to the days of don't ask, don't tell? Is that what Trump wants? It, it's, I think it's clearly what he wants. It's demonstrably what he wants um, in terms of uh, in terms of the clear terms of uh, this ban that he's enacted, trying to um, push transgender military service members uh, out of service. Um, and, uh, I think that I have full confidence that, you know, that based on these lawsuits and based on, um, public reaction to what is a, a truly, uh, horrible and transparently politically calculated move, um, will prevent this from, from going into effect. Um, I think there are so many transgender service members serving on the front lines for this country. Um, I think they obviously deserve better than a commander in chief who <laughs> rejects their basic humanity and attempts to do something like this to them. Um, but I think um, I think that I, I think that this policy will will you know will be defeated uh, in the courts and in the court of public opinion. Um, I think you know it's important to note not just that this is you know that this is a legal issue that I've described, um, as, just as a factual uh, and 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 um, and policy issue, um, you know, multiple studies, the experience of our allies um, shows uh, allowing trans people to fight for their country, um, you know, has zero cost and impact on military readiness. Uh, and the, the idea um, that, their, uh, that their service could be questioned this way uh, and that their lives can be put at risk in this way um, is something that I think folks you know, just won't put up with. You bring up the issue of public support. What can people who are uh, upset by this decision by the president, what can they do to assist the ACLU's efforts? I mean, everyone should make their voices heard, um, make it clear that this is an unacceptable action by the president. Um, I think in any way that you can, uh, that you can support uh, people in the transgender community more broadly, um, do that. Um, what do you mean more broadly? Uh, Give, uh, I think that this is an issue. I think that we've uh, we've seen that the president is not just targeting transgender people in the context of the military, um, but is targeting, for example, transgender students, removing protections um, that had been put in place by the Obama administration um, under their, the Department of Education uh, that ensured that transgender students were protected in schools. Uh, president Trump has tried to remove those. Um, in many ways, he is targeting an incredibly vulnerable population, um, and I think that uh, for folks who you know who want to fight this particular action, 
um, you know, educate yourself about and be aware of all the ways uh, in which this administration is a, is a true enemy of, of anyone who supports, um, you know, equality, justice, uh, and certainly the lives of transgender people uh, overall. So um, in other contexts, of course, um, stay involved in, uh, in the ACLU, in any organization that is taking up this fight, um, and, uh, and, and continue to make it known that this is something that, uh, that people just will not stand for. A lot of your early career was spent advocating for LGBT students in schools, uh, something that you just mentioned, uh, you know, the, the civil rights, whose civil rights are under attack in the Trump administration. What other areas are you watching closely for a possible rollback of civil rights? Well, I, th- I think we're certainly seeing them every day. As I, as I mentioned, um, the, the rights of students in schools uh, is something that uh, is, uh, is high up on the list of, of the Trump administration's seeming targets um, for LGBTQ people. Um, the rights of people to receive much-needed um, medically necessary care uh, that would be related to a gender transition is something that um, the administration has clearly taken aim at. Um, sort of up and down, uh, the rights of transgender people in particular uh, and LGBTQ people in general uh, are, are being, you know, targeted by the, the president and this administration for a rollback. Um, we've seen, you know, just in the last uh, month, uh, the administration reverse the position of the Obama administration on the question of whether existing federal employment anti-discrimination law um, protects LGBTQ people, um, taking the position uh, before the Second Circuit Court of Appeals in New York uh, that it does not. Um, that's a case that is, you know, currently uh, on tap to be argued. Uh, and that, again, I think that the correct and, and uh, position is that is taken by the ACLU and others, uh, that in fact our, our anti-discrimination laws do cover uh, and protect folks from discrimination based on their, uh, their sexual orientation and gender identity, uh, is one that will win. But again, this is something that the Trump administration has clearly reversed, uh, reversed the, the previous administration's position on uh, and take it aim at, at really trying to roll back a lot of protections that, uh, that are enjoyed by people currently. You told me before the interview that the New York Civil Liberties Union is not directly assisting uh, with the joint lawsuit in Maryland. What other actions is your office currently involved in to protect civil rights uh, now that they seem to be under attack from all directions? Well, how long do you have? We, we, we have a full docket of, uh, and an ever-expanding docket of cases uh, of policy advocacy, of public education, um, and, and so much of it is targeted at so many of the things that Donald Trump has been doing lately um, outside the realm of, of what's happening to LGBTQ Americans, which is something that you know we work on uh, constantly and consistently, uh, both in the context of, uh, of you know New York specific, specific legislative goals, uh, making sure that we pass Gender, for example, the Gender Expression and Identity Non-Discrimination Act, um, making sure that uh, all of New York State's own policies and protections uh, in, a, in a world where federal protections are potentially at risk with what the Trump administration is doing, making sure that New York State's protections are as strong as they can possibly be or as enforced as they, they, they can be. Um, in addition to that, outside the realm of LGBTQ rights, obviously there's so much that's being done by the Trump administration to target uh, immigrants, to target people coming into this country. Um, uh, we, are, we are working daily on cases, on issues, on advocacy, uh, trying to fight back against that. 
uh, all the positions that, it, that the Trump administration has taken on criminal justice reform, on racial justice. Um, these are these are central to our mission. Uh, we've worked for you know decades uh, trying to uh, trying to work on criminal justice reform, uh, trying to uh, to take cases and to um, and to build on the momentum of, of others and activists and allies in the community uh, to ensure that uh, racial justice is a priority uh, and that uh, and that it's something that is moving forward and not backward in this country. Um, so I think we have plenty of work to be done. Uh, we will continue to do that work. Uh, and we are obviously here and ready and waiting to respond to whatever comes down the road next from the president. Is there anything you'd like to add about the transgender ban? I would encourage folks to look at the specifics um, of what this ban does. And in particular, if you're interested uh, uh, in, in the specific case that we've discussed over the course of this interview, um, to look at the stories of the individual plaintiffs. Um, these are people who uh, have devoted their lives to their country. Um, these are people who've served for decades, uh, who've been deployed to the front lines, uh, who have been leaders uh, in their fields, uh, and who Trump's uh, you know, thoughtless and just really insidious transgender military ban uh, takes aim at and, and tries to, uh, you know, take away both their livelihoods uh, and in many cases, you know, their, their right to health care, uh, their right to sort of the basic necessities of life. I think, you know, learn more about these individual stories uh, and, and, uh, and continue to, to voice your frustration uh, and, uh, and your support for anyone who's fighting against it. Thank you very much. Thank you. My guest has been Bobby Hodgson, a staff attorney at the New York chapter of the ACLU who has a long history of defending LGBTQ rights, particularly those of LGBTQ youth. You're listening to Trump Watch on WBAI 99.5 FM Pacifica Radio, New York. I'm Jesse Lent. And that's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. We'd like to send our love and support to anyone displaced by Hurricane Harvey. You're in our thoughts. This program was engineered live by Reggie Johnson. You can hear all 39 episodes of Trump Watch with Jesse Lent at soundcloud.com slash WBAI or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter or contact me directly at the email address jesse at wbai.org. And I'll be back next Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. when we'll break down another aspect of the Donald Trump administration. Until then, I'm your host, Jesse Lent. Talk to you next time. Conrad Tokyo, Sparrow, Pistachio, just unnatural. The dog is off sabbatical. Rather watch an attention. Follow attention, politics. CNN and all this. Guanyo, move with the f***er. Trump and an SNL hilarity. Troublesome times, kid.